You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Turn to the book of 1 Corinthians, if you would please, chapter 15, verse number 10. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse number 10. Heavenly Father, as we look at thy word tonight, I pray that we would please you with all that's said and done. I pray that the message would be honoring and glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that as we make decisions tonight from our hearts, that we would understand the grace of Almighty God and what you've done for us. And I pray that you bless Brother Colbert and his leadership here at Victory. I pray for this church. I thank you for their sweetness. I thank you for the music. Now we pray as we look at the Bible that you change us through thy word in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God reads in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. This is the Apostle Paul, one of the most brilliant men who ever lived, but one of the most hateful men who ever lived. A man on the road to Damascus that he saw the light. He got saved. I mean, he got saved, saved. From the bottom of his feet to the top of his head, he got saved. He was, he was metamorphosized. He was transformed. Something happened to him. And there was a watershed moment in his life at salvation. And I think he realized something that I think the young people were just singing about being resolved. We're not talking about pumping ourselves up. We're not talking about jacking ourselves up and th that kind of thing. I read a book years ago called Psycho-Cybernetics. I had wrapped up a little bit in self-help books. And this one is as dumb as a brick. It was called Psycho-Cybernetics. So I read it and said, you don't need as much sleep as you think you do. If you, if you get two or three hours of sleep a night, you can overcome a lot of things and, and uh, it's kind of a mind over matter. And I said, yeah. Yeah, I was younger. And I said, I'm going to do that. And so, you know, Rita and I, I think we've just been married a little bit. And, and it said, you know, sleep like midnight or 2 a.m., get up and get with the program. And, and, and it said, when you wake up, sit straight up in bed and go, this is going to be a great day today. And you'll, you'll be okay. You'll get going. So the alarm went off at 2 o'clock. I sat straight up in bed, and I said, this is going to be a great day today. Man, I took off. Man, I was working like a dog, you know, all day long. And, and, and I got a lot of stuff done that day. A lot of stuff done that day. And the second night, that alarm goes off. You know, I sat up and straight in bed and said, this is going to be a great day. And so I took off again. Another great day. The third night, I was walking into walls, falling down steps, you know, stuff. <laughs> And, and that alarm went off, and I sat up in bed, and I said, this is retarded. <laughs> and it is. And so this, I am resolved. I love that song. But it's more than just a mental resolution. Because the, the, those have a hard time lasting. The Apostle Paul, I think he was the greatest Christian of the first century, personally. He laid the groundwork for church planting and church growth. He laid the groundwork for it. You want to study the church? 
That ought to be done. Yours is being done, by the way, the way it ought to be done, by the way. God has given you a wonderful pastor and staff, and, and uh, you, you, you feel it. We're in lots of churches, and they're all wonderful, but this is a good place here, folks. You're in a good spot. And so he was, I think, one of the, maybe the greatest Christian of the first century. Uh, if you include the book of Hebrews, over 14 books in the New Testament are his. But the greatness of the Apostle Paul is found in two words tonight, and here they are, God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. I think it's the secret to all that we have and all that we will ever accomplish for Christ is wrapped up in God's grace. Uh, Brother Toby, I'm just not very talented. I'm talking about grace, not talent. I'm not very gifted. I'm not, I'm not talking about being gifted. I'm talking about grace. But I, I don't think I could, I'm not, but watch it. The, the devil wants to lull us to sleep and, 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 to, and, and, to, and to make us drift a bit. Uh, but let's not do that. I just want to give you three provoking thoughts tonight. And I'll not be long. I'll, I'll be right to the point, And then we'll get with the program. I see three provoking thoughts. And, and I'm provoked by these thoughts. I see, first of all, the marvel of grace. Thank you for singing Marvelous Grace tonight. You solidified I was sitting there going back and forth on two messages and that solidified. It, that's, that just nailed it down for me. Marvelous grace. Mar it's, it's not only not only grace, it's marvelous grace. Yeah, you ever had grace shown to you? I have. Yeah. I, 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 my wife and I met on a blind date at Temple and, and uh, man, she, she was, she was going to graduate, you know, magna cum laude and uh, summa cum laude. I was going to graduate. Praise the Lord. Amen, brother. <laughs> You know, and I was a senior, and I wanted to marry her, and I had a t-shirt named Dr. Delancey, and I wasn't coming remotely close to, to passing that guy's class. I just couldn't get it. I still don't get it, you know, and, and, I, and I saw him, I went to him, and I said, Dr. Delancey, I said, man, I said, Rita and I get married, and I got I to gotta have his course to graduate, and, and he said, well, do your best, do your best, and I said, Dr. Delancey, I'm doing my best, man, I'm doing my best, you know, and about to choke up and cry, you know, and Reed and I were walking down the sidewalk, and I saw Dr. Delancey coming after the final, and I'm thinking, he's going to tell me that I got an F on that thing, but he walked up, and he said, you passed, and I started, marvelous grace of our loving Lord, <laughs> I've been shown grace, I've been shown grace, my mother and dad were divorced, and a, a well-known preacher, loved my little brother and me to Jesus, Jerry Falwell, gave us a baseball, if we'd go to church with him when we were just teenagers and came by our little old ratty house and picked my little brother and me up and, and all kind of trouble, but he showed grace. Now, I'm, I'm just on cornbread and beans, but Reed and I have served the Lord for 50 years. You know what? You know how all that started? A baseball. That's grace, man. It's grace. And I see the marvel of grace, and Paul writes it here. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul knew what he was before he got saved. You remember what you were? I do remember what I was. Messed up, man. Messed up. In trouble with the law. In trouble at school. Foul mouth. Cussing out the teacher. Telling the teacher I was going to kill him. Crazy. Crazy. But, but a, a, a youth pastor loved me. Music director loved me. A preacher loved me. The people loved me in spite of my craziness. I'll never get the first time, Pastor Colburnett, there was dinner on the grounds. I'd never seen that much food in my life. 
I mean, dinner from there all the way to, man, my little brother and I, man, we just, <laughs> I mean, we were professional food thieves, you know. I was going to take some of it home to my daddy. Daddy didn't have anything at home, you know, and then somebody saw us and, and, uh, and they showed grace. We can show grace. It's marvelous grace. We must see the marvel of grace. Of grace. Paul was proud. He was hateful. He wanted to wipe out Christianity. Christianity is trying to be wiped out today. Would it be something one of these days if one of these, one of these people who are trying to wipe out Christianity got it, they saw the light, and they became like the Apostle Paul? Let's pray it happens again. Anything's possible with God. Let's don't go hide, suck our thumbs, let's pray. Let's don't go shrink and, and, and quit. Let's live by grace. And Paul's hatred turned to love. And he saw Jews and Gentiles alike being saved. Provoking thought number one, we must see the marvel of grace. He saved me. He saved you. It's marvelous grace. It's not just grace. It's marvelous grace. But there's a second provoking thought that I see. I see the ministry of grace. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. He said, I know what I was, but now I know what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. The last verse of that grace, grace, has the word bestowed in it. If you remember, it was bestowed. It was given, you and me. Given. Grace, it was given to me. My wife and I had the wonderful privilege of going to the Holy Land a number of, back in 1970, 71 or something. And um, it was a great, it was a great day, for a few days. And I decided with another friend of mine that we would do everything in the world because we're just going to be there one time. And, and we were going to sleep just a little, little bit. And man, we went up to, we, 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 we walked up the backside of Mount Calvary. If you'll go down to the garden tomb, and you look in the garden tomb and there's this wall here and if you'll turn around and look up there, you're on the backside of Mount Calvary. So if you'll make your way up that wall, and then if you walk this path all the way up to the backside, now I'm standing on the top of Mount Calvary looking over Jerusalem. And he and I went up there early in the morning. And, and it, it changed my life. Because that's where the cross was. And that's where he died for me. And that's where grace was bestowed upon me. We can't all go to Israel tonight, but, but we, can, we can take our burdens to the cross. We can, take our, we can take our good days to the cross. We can take our bad days to the cross. We can take our mad days to the cross. We can take it to the cross. And there's grace at the cross. There's grace at the cross. And I see the ministry of grace here. He says, grace was bestowed upon me. Paul's commitment to Jesus shows that God's grace was not in vain. Well, I told you I wasted my time on you. Man, I'd be sick of that. <clears throat> Heard a message recently <clears throat> about Noah <clears throat> and, and, and how the, the door was going to be shut and, and the ark was a picture of salvation. And I was sitting there thinking that only Noah and his family were going to be saved. But anybody could have been saved. The ark was right there. The, the door was open. And I started thinking, Pastor, of, of little boys and girls standing there and saying, Daddy, I want to go in there. Mama, I want to go in there. Daddy, can't we go in there? Mama, can't we go in there, please? Even children, because children a lot of times have great faith. And sometimes kids see stuff that we don't see. 
And, and, I, and I thought about that, and it gripped me this morning. And when, it, when it's possible, you got those buses out there, when it's possible to do it, go get them, man. Go get them. 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 It's a ministry of grace. I don't want God to say, Toby, I wasted my grace on you. God, help us. We've been saved. And when God looks down on you, he looks down on me. May he say, man, I'm glad I bestowed grace on, on, that, on, on those folks. And you don't have to be talented to have this. You don't have to be the greatest gift orator or the greatest singer that ever stood up here. All you've got to do is say, Lord, I was a sinner. I, I, was, I was rotten. I was on my way to hell. And I know it. I don't deserve the bestowment, but you gave it to me. And I don't want to disappoint you. And so I, I, I can't go on emotion. I can't go on pumping myself up. I've got to go on one thought that motivates me, and that's your grace. Your grace. So what gets you up to read your Bible when you don't feel like it? The grace of God. What makes you pray when you don't even feel like praying? The grace of God. What makes you write the tithe check even though it's tough? The grace of God. What makes you give to missions when it's, when it's, when it's a sacrifice to, get, to, to, to do it? The grace of God. What, what helps you to forgive each other when we've, when we've made mistakes? Okay? When, when I said something to my spouse, I, to my wife, I shouldn't have said. And in a, in a moment of stupidity or temper or something. Well, uh, and, but she forgives me. How how that happened? God's grace. I met her on a blind date at Temple. Guy calls me at work. Toby, let's double date tonight. I said, I can't, Greg. I don't have a date. And he said, okay, well, well, I, well I'm going to fix you up with Rita Ford. And I said, I don't know Rita Ford. And he said, he said uh, she's pretty. I said, well, okie dokie. <laughs> I, had one, I had one blind date before that. Man, the girl was 6'5". She was a Temple, temple student. She was 6'5", and she was kind of flirty, you know. We're out the mall. She kept trying to hold my hand. So we're walking around the mall like this. <laughs> I'm just teasing, okay? I'm just kidding there. But met, I met Reed on that blind date. 11 months later, we got married, and here we are. Woo! It was God's grace that compelled Paul to use his spiritual gifts beyond capacity. Listen to it again. It was... It was God's grace that compelled, that compelled, that moved him, that pulled him, that drew him. It was God's grace that did that with his spiritual gifts beyond his capacity to live and to have long-suffering to those who opposed him. A lot of people opposed the Apostle Paul. Lots of people. Some quit. Some walked out on him. Demons and others. Alexander, others, they just bailed on him. And then when I read this, he, he, he had enough grace to even... Even pray for those who opposed him. Never shortchange the grace of God from being our source of strength when we are hurting and weak. I said, never, never shortchange the grace of God. I'm talking about something that everybody can do here. I'm talking about every, every Bible college student at West Coast can do this. Lancaster Baptist can do this. Victory Baptist, we can, we can do the grace thing. And we need to. We must. We must. It's, it is a difference maker. It's a difference maker. It's a difference maker. Never shortchange the grace of God from being our source of strength when we're weak. Paul provoked, provoking thought number three. I see the motivation in grace. Look here, we're almost finished. Paul says, but I labored more what? Look at it. I labored more what? Let's say it again. I labored more what? 
I'm come that they might have life and they might have it more. Hmm, let me kind of put the dots together. Jesus said, I'm come. I'm come for a reason. I'm come that, that you might have life and they might have it more abundant. And I know we got cancer. I know we got, we backed into somebody. I, I know we got an unexpected bill. I know cancer. I, I, I understand every bit of that. But there's a, way, there's a way that God will stick with you and with me through all that. And we can labor more abundantly. Labor more abundantly. Paul's great motivator and determination was simply God's grace. Christianity, so much of Christianity to me is a no-brainer. It's just doing what it says. It's, 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 when, it's when I see pornography running the other way. It, it's when I'm tempted to say something I shouldn't say, to, 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 quickly, to, to quickly say, God, help me with your grace. When I'm getting ready to lose my temper. Or, or, or I, I know I should give to that missionary, but I'm trying to hold my money back because I like stuff. It's, 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 it's when I could be in the choir, but I left the choir and I need to get back in the choir. Yeah, but Brother Toby, they practice so much. Have you heard the ones that don't? Huh? Yeah, you practice, you get better practice. So, so you'll be good. I mean, God's grace demands we do it right. And we do it well. As, as, as good as we can. I enjoyed the wild guys up there on the guitars, man. I wish I could play one of them things. Hey, I got to tell you about my daddy real quick. Big church was just too much for my daddy. He liked little church. Okay? He came into some money through the government. They had been shortchanging. He was a disabled World War II vet. And so they kept, they just, I helped him. And all of a sudden they looked in the computer and said, man, your daddy's got all kind of money. So I took him down there and, and and they gave him a check. He said, what's this? I said, it's a check. He said, I want my cash. I said, Daddy, they'll knock you in the head if you have, there's a lot of money, man. And I said, let me show you how to write a check. I took him down to the bank. I taught him how to write a check. And, and, and so I hitchhiked back to Chattanooga to go to college. And, uh, and I called him two weeks later. And I said, Daddy, how's your money doing? Give it away. He was 100%. He'd been captured in the Battle of the Bulge. And it affected his central nervous system. And he was just different. But man, did he love people. And and I said, you gave it away? He said, yes. I said, what do you mean you gave it away? He said, I gave it to my church. Wow. He probably had 20 folks in his church, his little church. He just loved his little church. He said, he said I paid everybody's car payment. I paid their house payment. He gave, he gave lots of money away. I didn't get a penny of money. <laughs> a school bill sky high. Man, I'm going, whoa. And, 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 and I said, and he said, I gave the preacher a raise. I said, Dad. I said, I bought a new piano. He, I mean, he, he did it all. And, and, I, and he said, and I'm, and I, I'm happy. He said, he said, he built me a match and I'm good to go. And I said, good. And he said, and, and Toby, you, you need to know this because you'll be excited. They made me a deacon. <laughs> I said, I'm the major the Pope. <laughs> I had to tell that. Uh, the old, old daddy was, a, he's in heaven today and uh, bless his heart. We got on the elevator one time in Chattanooga. I took him out to eat. He didn't have any tea. He, he, he rode the Greyhound bus to Chattanooga to see me. Some guy said, hey, Toby, your daddy's on campus. <clears throat> and I said, I said, no, he ain't. He said, yeah, he's up there in your room smoking camel cigarettes up in the dorm room. <laughs> and so I went up there and I said, Daddy, what are you doing? 
He said, I'm on vacation. I said, Daddy, they don't allow you to smoke here. He said, I don't smoke. He said, <laughs> he came to our house one time. I was pastoring, you know, and I said, now, Daddy, I, I know you don't smoke, but if you get a hankering too, they don't allow you to smoke in the parsonage. He said, I don't smoke now. I said, well, I said, okay, Daddy. Well, so I, I heard him in the bathroom. And I smelled that smoke, you know. And so I looked in there, and, you know, he was bent over, and he was going, flush, flush, flush. <laughs> so if, you, if you're a smoker, that's how you get away with it, all right? Yeah. And I saw on the elevator, and all these girls got on there, these University of Tennessee girls. And Daddy goes, pretty, ain't they? <laughs> yeah, Daddy, they're pretty. Oh, unbelievable. I wish you'd known him. You're going to get to know him when you get to heaven. We see the motivation of grace. He labored more abundantly. Grace gave him a love for sinners. I don't mind passing out that track thing. If you'll go back to the grace thing, passing out tracks will be a no, not non-issue for you. If I get nervous, me too. Me too. I passed out one today, man. I was, I was like that, you know, because I get nervous. I stutter and I'm nervous and stuff. But I've learned that they take it from you because they feel sorry for you. <laughs> you know, bless his heart. You know, okay, good. And grace will give you love. And so let's be strong in grace. May God's grace control us. The key to whatever, whatever, whatever we do will enjoy in life if we remember this grace. Amen. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.